You're listening to the ACC Basketball Degenerates Podcast. And we've hit March. Best time of the year, as Mike Jaffe said, on our very first episode of the season. Season 3, building momentum. Glad to be with you. We've been working hard for the people and our families, to quote our friend of the program, Kevin Phelan. Right, boys? We have been. We've Extra been working hours. real hard. You guys have been working hard. Lots of eh, tape. Me. Taylor's coasting, yeah. per usual. Guthrie just always has, I, you know, because I can see into his room. We're roommates. He always has a <laughs> basketball game on. I can see into his room from my window from my across the street, my binoculars. He either always has some random basketball game going on or, or podcast blaring, like 24-7, just by osmosis, I think. like So he'll just, you know, it'll just come into his mind. I think that's a great idea. The osmosis effect. I've been doing that just having random games on my a laptop, if I'm at work, right. my big screen, you know. Well, I think what people have to realize, and our listeners, our loyal, loyal listeners have to realize, is that being into this, this into basketball, as as we are right now, being, you know, so deep into it on a granular, granular level takes so much out of you personally, professionally. I mean, it, you give everything. You, you are, give everything you to are basketball. a saint. You're a martyr. <laughs> well, I'm in the, You're uh, the victim here. Is advantageous position where it coincides with my job. So oh, well, right. I look right. like a great employee this time of year. It's fantastic. It's like <laughs> yeah. a double dose. They're like, Luke, you're so knowledgeable about ACC yeah, basketball. Y'all are actually making sacrifices. Yeah, you're, you know nothing about baseball <laughs> yeah. right now, but basketball, you're fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to finish with talking about the All-ACC accolades. Uh, Coach of the Year, first team, second team, third team, All-Defensive team, six-man. You know, you Man, know that's awards. a long list All that to good go stuff, over. yeah. That's yeah. a lot. And we did pretty well. We hit four or five. We did, we did. There was one unexpected one on there that I'm still. Yeah, but we get, a little it was the Virginia about. player swap. So right. we're, we'll finish with that conversation. But first, here we're gonna hit the national stories, and we're also gonna review a few games quickly, and then go into conference by conference, who's in, who's out, who's on the bubble, just to sort of straighten things out because this can get jumbled in your mind. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess first and foremost, the madness has officially begun. We actually have real entries. Into the NCAA tournament already. They're already on the board. We don't know what seed they are, but... Yeah, Radford's in. Radford's in. Whoa, huge. Good on him. Good on <laughs> yeah. him. Obviously a huge buzzer beater beating Liberty. Hey, Liberty Michigan's in also. Michigan. Oh, shocking. You know, they they made it happen. The magical run in the tournament. Oh, no, two times they, in a row. <laughs> two times in a row. Michigan won the Big Ten tournament. How about that? This year, I you know, it's it's what's unfortunate about this time of year is that other people start to believe in your teams. Like so teams like Michigan and Loyola Chicago, they've been my teams all year. And now other people are talking about them I, and it makes me it I, I makes me it. pull yeah, away me from them. Yeah. It's like you're like stealing that. them from me. Yeah, it's this like, is my team. This is my take. This is mm-hmm, my niche. Mm-hmm. And now you're coming in after I said it from day one and taking the take, and people are praising your take. I, I yeah, don't come in here and pronounce Wagner's name correctly. Exactly, in I my sympathize face. that right. with you to an extraordinary degree. That's why I, I think we're constantly reminding people on this podcast that we said X back in December and November. Right, non-conference right. ball. I always track back to our. Theories in non-conference ball. The ones that came true, of course. Yeah, right. We yeah. we don't ever Selective think about memories. Jacksonville about State. You know, we're not mm-hmm. going to talk about Jacksonville State or you know Butler or things like that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or me slowly backpedaling on my Rhode Island um, triumphant proclamation two weeks ago, which turned into a jinx. Right? Yeah, that's been bad for them. Yeah. The, this close I, I of killed, the A ten regular season. I killed the Rhode season. Island year. 
Oh, well, you know, but anyways, we have real entries in, you know, one team you're not going to see this year, Florida Gulf Coast, uh, who finished out what I consider to be a pretty disappointing year for them. Um, and the know, comeback didn't happen. Yeah, they, they were down 31 yeah. at half and came back and cut it to single digits. True. You know, I was really hoping Lob City would be there, but um, they're not going to be there. You do have Radford. You do have Murray State, who's on a 13-game winning streak. You do have my boys out in Loyola, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Custer and Richardson, you're, this this storyline between their backcourt and Loyola Chicago is going to be built up. I'm just preparing you guys for it right now. Custer and Richardson, their boyhood friends, right? They they went to school together ever since they were like in the third grade. Awesome. They're like so you, you've just planted the flag of the hill, and you're like, I was here first, everybody. I, I love it, Mike. <laughs> yeah, Continue exactly. To do this. Exactly. They're they're actually going to probably be a 12 seed, and they're going to be one of those 12 seeds that's probably going to only be giving a point or two. Um, they're they're going to be a good team, and I think they could beat a team like West Virginia if they if they fall that far. Are so. they going to be the 12 that Clark Kellogg gets on during the Selection Sunday show? The, the one limb he goes out on for like double digit seeds is that the Clark Kellogg team this year Loyola Chicago you know I do I think I think just he, because they in the might area the you know the Chicago uh, playground scene <laughs> yeah just just the inner city Chicago yeah, vibe what's, there what's their uh, what's their Rucker Park. I, I don't know. I don't know. Taylor, I don't know. Taylor. I, I should know this. I'm really embarrassed. I, I'm I, I assume, it right on top of my head. I'm like, Ugh. I assume the lake effect wind doesn't help for outdoor parks out there. I'm not really sure. Um, but anyway, so they'll be one of those popular picks. And then you obviously have Michigan, who is uh, crushing right now. So those are kind of your big national teams that are in, um, or at least those are your first five in. Yeah, we're going to go over the conferences. But first, let's quickly recap last weekend's games and review. I do want to touch a little bit on Louisville, Virginia, because I've never seen anything like that in my life. The scenario. I mean, you could say, oh, yeah, we, we saw the 10-point comeback from Duke. We saw the 12-point A&M comeback a couple years ago in the tournament. We saw a Virginia comeback with about a minute, 45 seconds against Wake Forest, which was 10 points, 9 points. So I think this is even a rarer circumstance where you're trailing by four, inbounding the ball on your own baseline with six seconds to go. Do yeah. we agree on that? That's more spectacular. This is wild. It's more spectacular. Yeah, I've never seen anything like that, especially with the .9 seconds. That's like you've already chalked it up. You know, I what's actually um, upsetting about this is I actually had like a very witty tweet fired up and ready to go about UVA losing. And then, the, here, well, and then they <laughs> hit it. And I had to, I'm this so is glad what's I upsetting about this. <laughs> yeah, I was ready to go. And said that, and then the, the Virginia fans completely turned on Mike Jaffe. Well, what happened? Oh, you didn't see all oh, the... Oh, I saw that, Oh, yeah. people were coming hard. Yeah, the they were upset fans. because of the rebounding and yeah. at the basket numbers. That was actually a typo. I meant to be talking about UVA actually defending the uh, basket and rebounding in Louisville. Not, it, was, it was a typo, but I didn't really feel like reaching out or correcting myself. I feel like you just never, never. apologize on never. Twitter, so just yeah. I just it. went for it. Oh, well. Sorry, sorry, I fans. Understand. Sorry, I mean, UVA I, fans. Yeah, I did see that actually. Like a 55 year old woman who doesn't follow us at all said, "Like in your face, ACC b-ball degens." And I love that. I, love that. I, love I that. do I too. That's too. great. Like Brenda from like <laughs> like Rhode Island was like in my grill. I, I just yeah. love it. She's here for your takes on this. Yeah, I love exactly. I want to see if she's available well, to fly with me to Vegas actually this, <laughs> this coming weekend. I would love to have her at my side. Secondly. I thought that was an important game for Virginia because it showed that they could have a crunch time comeback because they had really didn't have any of those because they were either winning by double digits in the non-conference or the early portion of the schedule. I guess Florida State was a semi 
come back in the last 10 minutes, but I mean, come on, get out of here. Yeah, the, nothing like that. Man, nothing like the Louisville game. And they pulled out all the stops. I was talking with Chris Wright, who was with the program a couple weeks ago, walking to the finale at JPJ, and, and, he's, and he and I were just talking back and forth saying they pulled out the classics as far as the plays. They were in box split, which is a, a Virginia favorite if you're a, a nerd like I am. They also ran triple wrap as the final play, which was the 103. And then they also, I, I, I'm like, Point after point, they also ran like a elevator screen. Yeah, well, that's box split. They yeah. read a diversion elevator screen, which led to a Devon Hall easy mm. um, oh, layup, and then triple pop was in there as well. Oh, it was fantastic. I Go mean, back and watch the final five minutes and and look at the sets if you're a Virginia fan, and you'll start to say, "Wow." So I I really think the ending, the like you know, traveling on the baseline, throwing it in, and the shot off the backboard at the buzzer, wild, out of this world, crazy almost doesn't even count as a basketball game like the way it happened <laughs> the more impressive thing about virginia was the way they closed the gap like louisville looked like the better team for almost the entire game virginia looked bad and and it and was Ty like what, Jerome, what he did in the final couple minutes should not yeah. be overlooked well yeah a lot, what i'm saying is most impressive is like the last few minutes before that the very ending craziness virginia was down, I don't know what, 12 points, something like that, maybe more. And then immediately it was like a two-point lead for Louisville. And I thought that was the most impressive, just that like really quickly they flipped the, the switch and it happened right away. Like mm-hmm. usually in the past, UVA hasn't had that yeah. kind of explosive like ability. Joe might be on the brink or on the fringe of leveling up. I tweeted this out during the Notre Dame game. That's what it felt like. End of Louisville into Notre Dame felt like a... Well, he didn't have an easy game in, in the Louisville game like he was missing a lot of like the floaters that he's you know would hit more final five minutes yeah at the end he would he really turned it on i think that was what was really impressive but he didn't have an easy game throughout the game and i think we (laughs) talked last we were talking this weekend and you were saying one of the hypotheticals you were talking about the tournament was like who who do you think is scarier for uva to see louisville or florida state or some of these other teams and who in the tournament would you more scared to see not even a for UVA specifically, but just like this game felt to me like why I would be scared of Louisville for any team. Just like they own that game until the last five minutes. And that's... And they might have been broken in that game also. Though. Yeah, maybe. They might I mean, they might not be going to the tournament, right? Yeah. I don't think they're going to make it unless they do... Wait, at do least they have to be Virginia? I think so. I think so too. Yeah. Okay, other games. Carolina and... Duke, should we go there? I think we should. We watched this together. We periscoped it. Yeah, did it, for all you listeners out there that missed a fantastic periscope session, I, um, I'm sorry that we didn't get through all the game there. My phone died. But pre- pretty great footage on Twitter if you want to check it out. I also out. noticed that when I went back and I asked you, are we still periscoping? And you're like, no. And you walk over and like you tap it. You completely faked me out there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just because you wanted me to spill my guts and get fired or something. So I, I don't know. And then also, I think... When in doubt, I'm always periscoping. The periscope <laughs> really went downhill once Taylor took his socks off. <laughs> and it spelled like an abomination of dog doo-doo in front of me for the next It had two been hours. a long day for me. I'm a sweater. Does Morgan... How does Morgan deal with this? On a daily basis. I couldn't deal Love. with it. On, okay. Understanding. Just don't do it right now. But anyways, it was a great anyway. basketball game. Um, you know, g- very interesting game, right? I, I think most people that had taken North Carolina in that first half felt really good about the direction of the game, felt like they had really made a wise choice with UNC plus seven for the game. 
They were up about, was it 42-31 with about 16 minutes left. Um, yeah, anyone who went in that direction was feeling like a sharp. They were giving themselves a big yeah, pat on the back. they were feeling like, really good. Up 11, 16 minutes to go. Then they turn it over five times in the span of about seven minutes. Which prompted Guthrie to scream, Theo, what are you doing? That's the best <laughs> part of the Periscope. Yeah, I think it's right around the 20-ish minutes. Check that out, All guys. All right, I got to check that out. They go one of five from three. Meanwhile, Duke goes four of eight from three, and Bagley starts crushing in the paint, has five dunks, and next thing you know, at the nine-minute mark, Duke is up by two. Uh, 54-52. I mean, you know. And then we knew it was over, and Taylor yeah, over didn't hit point. his middle. I'm sorry. Yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> Every game you're Which, trying to hit a middle. You got to take it. It could be like phoning Mike in Vegas. Mike, are you going to have like a, like a separate burner phone for Taylor and his middles? You know. During the first weekend of the that, tournament. That's a good question. Well, I'm going to really try to stay active and engaged with our fans. Okay. So I will be tweeting quite a bit from Vegas. Uh, but I'll also be rolling with kind of an old college basketball crew like legitimate college basketball, former players, mm. which will be kind of interesting. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'll be taking Taylor's calls, really, because he won't be there. He'll be, uh, what do they say that is, uh, dead to me. Um, he should have really come. <laughs> the technical term right <laughs> Yeah, there. the technical term is dead to me. Um, also, are you going to do the same thing you've done the last two years, which is give all your early reaction picks on the lines, and then I kind of consider those, and then on Thursday – I see you tweet out all these pictures, and it's the complete opposite direction. <laughs> it's the flip flop. Yeah, well, I think this is kind of the issue when you're when you're picking college basketball games or anything, and and you put in all this work before, and you feel like you know it, and then you stand in line and you're ready to go, and, and you just yeah, yeah, you you say no, no, why am I doing that? That's that's stupid. I'm going to do something else. Well, yeah, um, as long as you like keep us updated on these flip flops on the message thread, that that'd be fantastic. I will, I will. I'll tweet out the betting slips so, so I can so triple. Know. Guess myself and go back and forth in my own head 50 you know, million times. I'm, I'm glad you're talking about going back and forth because I actually, so you're talking about the Duke UNC game. So I thought when thinking about this game, who's going to kind of, which revamped version of themselves is going to win out? Is this revamped UNC offense going to dominate? Is, you know, the new Golden State, uh, Theo Pinson is Draymond Green, offense going to dominate ball movement? Is that the perfect solution for this newly revamped Duke zone? Um, and and what happened was, um, you know, Duke, I think, actually was able to really switch it on in the second half, despite UNC being highly efficient still offensively. I mean, UNC over the past 10 games has led the nation in points uh, per possession at 1.26. So, you know, Duke's zone, though, in the second half alone, allowed them to only 0.6 possessions per half uh, for the half. So, you know, I, I don't know. It was a tale of two halves for the game and – I think we really saw Luke May uh, continue to get exposed as well. Um, I guess my question for he, you guys. He was 5 of 13 from the field. Yeah, 5 of 13 for the field. And my question for you guys is can. Excuse me, I think he was 6 of 14 if you include three pointers. Oh, but 5 of 13, yeah, from two I mean, range. UNC and Luke May. I mean, can you trust UNC if Luke May has to carry them in the postseason? Was he even on? Did he show up to Cameron? I, was, was he there? Did he make the trip? <laughs> I mean, I know I, I'm sure he put up some points, but just recalling the game, I'm trying to think of the Luke May moments. Mm-hmm. I saw him hit one little jumper in the lane, but I mean, right? Think of your memory of that game. Yeah, I remember he got blocked by Wendell Carter once. <laughs> I'm trying my, to remember the Luke play, May moment. plays in that game. 
It's yeah. just tough. It's, it's tough. also kind of a great matchup if you, like somebody like Duke, if you have really strong interior players, like talking about Bagley in the second half, he somehow remembered like, oh yeah, I should be scoring a lot against UNC's interior defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a lot of games, UNC will put Theo Pinson on the person that like traditionally in the one, two, three, four, five, you know, lineup, the five, the center, Luke May would be guarding there, the opposing team's five. A lot of times it's been Pinson who will like come over and do that because he's a little more versatile as a defender. Mm-hmm. Part of this was a, a Carolina implosion, though. Let's face oh, it. Oh, for okay. sure. Pinson turned into a Yahoo in the second half, to quote Courageous K. He's, he did. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, no I, I don't disagree. They they couldn't they couldn't score, right? I mean, if you're only going to put up 10 points in 10 minutes of play in the second half, you're not going to win the basketball game. Straight up. That's it. Done. One last question about Duke in the big dance. On a neutral floor, okay? So on the road, been shaky. At home, rock solid. Neutral floor. Ish. What if they run into the South Carolina-esque team of last year who's just going to try to beat the crap out of them? What mm-hmm. happens to Duke? Somebody that gets into their body a little bit. Yeah, do you think they thrive off of that, or do they go the other way and start looking around at the refs? And I mean, what happens? Does Carter turn into the Hulk, and it's good for them? Right. Depending on the, how the game is officiated. Right. Yeah. I mean, or is I, it the opposite? And every uh, you know, they just hands up in the air. What do we do? I think it. I think it would actually play into their strengths a little bit in the sense that they have a lot more interior scoring and like traditional post scoring than they did last year. If you think about it, last year they who was like, I mean, who even their big guys like Tatum was like scoring, slashing, shooting. Uh. You know Jefferson. I don't know Giles. What all these names I'm throwing out? No, it wasn't wasn't like what they have this year, where there's like Bagley and um, Carter. You know, down low. Who I think if a defense tries to lean on them and just like bruise them up, they have the skill slash physicality to take advantage of that and draw fouls and score through contact. And I mean, I think it could play into Duke's favor. And we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that... On offense, at least. When, when you talk about physicality, I think it comes down really or manifests, it manifests itself in rebounding. And I think with how good Duke is and how especially good Wendell Carter is rebounding the basketball, I think that they should be fine if somebody gets in their space. You know, I think South Carolina last year was a top 40 rebounding team. I think they took advantage of them in the offensive glass in that game. I think they'll be fine. I, I worry more about, you know, somebody like a Creighton that has talented guards and who rely on jump shooting, um, you know, to be able to take out that zone. It's the defense that's been carrying Duke recently. Yeah. The no offense is always going to be pretty good slash very good. It's more, you know, can they, and I don't know if it was the atmosphere in Cameron or whatever, but slow down people enough where like Cameron Johnson shoots four for 12 from three point range. You know, other people are not, being as if, you know, the UNC team was very inefficient in the second half. And it kind of felt like it was the momentum. It kind of felt like it was the environment. Kind of felt like they got a little bit sloppy. You know? Yeah, I mean, I they, just, for, all, for all that Carolina did wrong, they had an opportunity to cut it to a one-possession game with two minutes left when Luke May took the worst step-back corner three of the entire game <laughs> right. where all four of us <laughs> okay. looked at so each that's, other. That's, and that's the Luke May moment for, I forgot eight about. Eight for yeah. 31 Gosh. from three-point range. Yeah. And really the difference maker for UNC's offense this year is like they're shooting a lot more threes than a Roy Williams team usually shoots. More threes, I think, than any – there's some stat about it. it's the most percentage of their points from three-point range this year of any UNC team in the Roy Williams era. And really the fact that – That's Pinson, the difference. Pinson and Luke May, now that you're reminding me of all these plays, both turned into Yahoo's during that game. Joel Berry just – he wasn't himself in the final – 
three, four minutes of the game, he was taking rushing shots. He was forcing things. So mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. played into it. Okay, enough of that. Quickly on Miami, Virginia Tech, I watched that entire game. Um, <laughs> yeah. In a Virginia Tech game, never take a lead for granted in either direction. <laughs> Why is that? It's my takeaway this year. Yeah, that's it. How many times have we reacted to a Virginia Tech game in the first half and texted each other, oh, man, they're done, or wow, look at this uh, VT, here they are, boom. And then, like, Notre Dame came back on them and had a chance at the end in South Bend. I know I know, VT ended up winning that game, but, I mean, Miami had a lead, and you thought, oh, okay, yeah, they'll pull away. No, it's a tie game moments later. Right. I like, mean- this happens it's almost every game, except for the Virginia-Virginia Tech game in Blacksburg, which was just... I think that... Of all the teams in the ACC, Virginia Tech might have the widest swing between how good they are when their offense is working and how bad they are when their offense is not working. Right, and you can also which, apply that to the defense and how how stuck together they are. Which amounts defense. to leads and blown leads. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very quickly. So what you're saying are live lines in the tournament with Virginia Tech are going to be amazing. Yeah, when you're looking, I, I think that's a good play there. I mean, in and how healthy Justin Robinson is as well. We just talked our way into an angle. Yeah, we just I like talked that. our way into an angle for, like our, for next week. Fantastic. What, what happened with Miami, though, was Vasilovich just caught fire. I mean, I, I was listening to it on the radio, because um, that's what I do, because I'm slightly older. Um the commentator said, Vasilovich, the, the wireless, with fingers, co- with, oh, no, not with fingers, with fire coming from his fingertips. And you know that, I just love that well, is, analogy. Isn't the ball on fire in NBA Jam, though? Yes, you should know that. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, with the, anyways, I could go into NBA Jam montage for a second, but I'm not going to. Okay. Um, anyways, yeah, uh, good win by Miami, though. Old Steady Eddie Miami, man. They just I can't believe right they got along. a double bye. Plug and ride along. <laughs> they win their final four games by a total pull. Un, um, a point to love. Yeah, I think it was pull up eight, that number right? Four I think I'm it was doing the math right now. Not... Well, you can't add four numbers together in your head. Get yeah, your t- really eight. It was eight. It was eight, eight points. <laughs> Counting on my fingers right yeah. here. Um, they one, finished strong. One other big moment in the ACC actually Yeah, the happened. scoring margin didn't finish strong, but yeah, they did get A win get is a win. Yeah. Yeah. Matter, yeah. Who cares about net scoring? Well, yeah, everyone that does metrics, but whatever. No, another huge moment happened in the ACC this week on Saturday. It, Bonzi Colson, I mean, I know he returned against Pitt. Doesn't count. Pitt's not a real team. Even though they did have a double-digit lead somehow in that game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They did. They did. You're talking about Pitt? Yeah, I don't even know yeah. what to make Anyways, of that. It doesn't matter. Pitt and, always leads by 10. All right. I was at the Virginia game. <laughs> but they, he came out game. against Virginia and Y'all were there played, too. played his buns off. Really great. He did. I tweeted out some of my takeaways. I didn't really have that many takeaways from this game. Mm, well, I mean, what, what do you take away from this? My, Notre Dame's going to have to win at least two games in the ACCT, maybe three now. Probably three. So maybe more. I don't even. Uh, I'd love to see him. What, what, I mean, so what's the take? What's the bottom line after witnessing that game? Well, oh, Notre Dame's back and they're dangerous. They still have to win three tournament games in three days. Well, we'll, get, we'll get to the we'll get to the bracket here in a minute. But Bonzi Colson, my man, was out for like three months. Came back and put up twenty four and fifteen against Virginia. Yeah. Willed that team to being within one possession throughout the game. I I think they're going to do some damage in the ACC tournament. Also, X's and O's. Time for me to nerd out one more time. I told you guys this. I just want to share it with our listeners. Okay. Notre Dame did an interesting thing attacking. And when they did a high ball screen with Matt Farrell and Gibbon, Matt Farrell wouldn't necessarily make a 
hard, sharp turn around the Evan screen. He would kind of like maneuver laterally and just kind of drift over and put the defense at a gambit saying, are you going to guard my three-point shot? And he let one go on the right wing, I think it was in the first half or the second half, and, and he drained it maybe early in the second half. And it was almost like a delayed pick and roll. It's like, it's still sort of in motion. I'm going to go over laterally to the right, and then maybe I'm still looking for Gavin. Maybe I can drive baseline. I thought that was an interesting method of attack, and it kind of put one of the Virginia hedgers in no man's land for a little while. Yeah. Well, actually, not the hedger, the second defender. Yeah, that, that was a really good point. And, you know, I think that also plays to Matt Farrell's strength of – going to his spot. He has he has like three spots on the floor that he's always drifting towards and they're essentially the elbows extended at three point land or he's just getting to the basket. Um so that that also kind of played to his strengths. I thought I thought he played well. Um took a few ill advised shots. Uh, I thought he played poorly. But you know, I, I thought he hit a couple big threes to bring him back. But I'm excited to watch them in the tournament. I don't see how you would not be excited uh, to watch Notre Dame in the tournament. I see them absolutely crushing Georgia Tech in the first round. Um, but we'll, we'll get to our tournaments later, or tournament brackets later. But there is one thing I want to talk about. You guys talk about UVA, and talking. Everybody's obviously very enamored with what they've done this season. But I'll tell you, they've been sneaky bad on defense over the last 10 games. So I went back and looked at the numbers, did did a bit of a deep dive by myself um, last night, middle of the night. Um, you know, I, so, uh, just I don't have friends or, or job or anything. You know, I just, I just hold up. I hold up in March. Yeah, oh, like, I'm going to oh. give you a hug now. <laughs> they were right around 82, I think, about seven games in the conference play. 82. As far as Ken Palm's ADJD. Remember? Oh, okay. Okay. Now they're up to eighty three point nine. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. lower the lower the better in that metric. Right. Just for your right. listeners. What is A J D G? Adjusted just defensive a D. efficiency. Ah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, and I'm sorry, I sounded all like slow <laughs> and conferency there. Yeah, but I A-D-J-D. guess we missed. We didn't get an invite this year. Weird. Even on a more kind of practical possession level, which, you know, everybody harps about Virginia's margins, right? It's all about the margins, creating limited possessions, doing the best you can with those possessions. On a point-per-possession basis defensively, over the past 10 games, they're surrendering nearly one point per possession, .933, which would rank, if applied nationally, 265th nationally. That's not good defense. So... You know, I, I wrote a note in here that says equal to Ole Miss. You know, so when you when you think Virginia's defense, you don't think Ole Miss. Um, so that's one part of it. And I, I think the other part of that is that their turnover percentage is way down. They started out as a – I shouldn't say started out. Over the first 20 games of the year, they were a top 15 defense in terms of creating turnovers. These past 10 games, they have not created turnovers nearly at the same level. They're only turning people over about 13 to 15% of the time. And I, I think it's really hurting them. Um, and I think that's also kind of hurting their transition game as well. Um, so I think you're having a pretty strong statistical regression here for the Virginia defense that I've heard no one talk about at all. Yeah, but the offenses offset it as far yes. as points of the pain. That's gone sure. up a little bit. And foul shooting has gone up as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, they're doing a better job offensively. I just wonder... Can yeah. they stay connected defensively when when they're going to be in these obviously these huge games coming up here in uh, in March? We'll see. Okay, let's move on to our next topic. That's all I w- really wanted to review as far as 
season finale games. Yeah, right? everything else is too far in the but past. You guys really want to talk about Georgia Tech and Wake Forest, oh, which I think no. everybody had on the big screen, not on their <laughs> small screens, but like the big screen. No, forget no, that. no, no. Let's go to ACC regular season uh, awards. What do you think? Or do you want to go to Big Ten champion, Missouri Valley champion, Ohio? Oh no, Valley. no, we talked about those guys already. Yeah, really? no, did no. we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we sure? Yeah, just take Can Loyola we talk about Chicago. We named him. It's fine. Short Michigan, take Loyola Chicago. That's in their sure <laughs> place. <laughs> so we almost nailed the first team. Because I think by week four, we all sort of got on the first team, the all captain, ACC. Yeah. Joel Berry, the second, and his case, right? The pirate. We went with the pirate. Yeah. And he was our avatar for a little bit. Let's, right? let's read the first be. team, all ACC, just quickly. Okay. Marvin Bagley, Luke May, Jerome Robinson, Kyle Guy, Joel Berry. Kudos to Mike for picking out Jerome Robinson in week two of the ACC schedule, mm-hmm. which is generally a little bit early <laughs> to project a, a first team selection. But hey, it, when it turns out it works, yeah. we'll take credit for it, right? Yeah. Nobody better offensively in the ACC this year should have been ACC player of the year. So when people started casting their votes for Jerome Robinson, did you feel like they were, you know, once again trying to steal your... Steal my thunder yeah, there. Uh-huh. Yeah, I felt like um one of Taylor's favorite movies, A Dead Poet Society. Sure. Where I mean, each of these writers is standing on their desk, just saying Jerome Robinson, and then the other guy, <laughs> Jerome Robinson. <laughs> it would be better if it was Joel Berry because of the Captain My Captain thing, but still. Yeah, it would also Jerome be better. Robinson. It wasn't like people didn't know him. I mean, wasn't he like second team last year? I thought something like that, or third he was team. Preseason second team he, this year, or preseason third team. I don't I, know. I can't he, remember. he has that very like feel of the guy who always gets picked because he's the best scorer on a bad team. Yeah, yeah, but he was incredible. So the TJ Warren theory. incredible this year. Right, TJ okay. Warren. Good. So biggest surprise though had to be Kyle Guy on there instead of Devin Hall. I, mean, I was surprised. Devin Hall by far, at least in my mind, the best two way player in the ACC. Yeah, people, but people still don't know how to watch defense at the college level. That's only for yeah. NBA. Writers. I don't know. I think it's a big reason Joel Berry made the first team as well. I mean, aside from being talk the best about a team who's gone downhill defensively, teams. Carolina defensively. Yeah, I mean, they're I, struggling. What happened to them? Um, but your ACC coach of the year, who is it? Tony, Tony Bennett. Bennett? Oh, landslide. Keats yeah. finished third, and Brownell second. Yeah, Brownell picked up eight first place votes. Good to see him getting some love. Taylor, right there. Why, why are you smiling right now? Your boy Keats. I is just, I just makes third. me laugh that Brad Brownell. I think he got like three votes. The second place finisher for ACC Coach of the Year when like every <laughs> other year for the last six years it's been like, is he gonna get fired? Yeah, well now <laughs> maybe Tony totally Bennett gave him uh, some of his votes just because he likes him so much. So. Well, the Brownell hype has reached such a level that they're now talking about him actively as a coach for other jobs, and I just picture the Clemson AD is like, oh baby, sweetness, I'm not gonna have to buy him out yeah you can take him get out out of here oh, man. yeah i mean you know no offense to brad brown i was gonna say, are they gonna be good like is this gonna continue or is this a one-year thing no it's a one-year thing he's got excellent players right now and they're running they're running a really great system i think they're actually going to be a sweet 16 team i think it's a great time to take clemson across the board um but no i don't i don't think brad brownell's He's not a Hall of Fame coach, and the ACC is filled with Hall of Fame coaches. So, And thank God Bagley won Player of the Year. Can I just say that so we didn't have to deal with eyebrows uh, coming to class day after um, game-tying no-pressure shot? I mean, come on, it's no-pressure shot. Luke May, <laughs> can, can, can we all get a game round of applause no for pressure. that? Yeah. 
Well, I was happy. Well, everyone for knew it would be always be Bagley. You know, you know who got robbed though. Uh, Markel Johnson did not make the third team All ACC. He missed five games earlier in the year, and Josh Okoji got put on instead of him. I just, I did I not that like that call. I thought that I, I was terrible. Agree. Um, you know, no offense to Josh Okoji. Yeah. Were you surprised say, that the token... You know what? Token... Say a prayer for Josh Okoji. He deserves some respect. <laughs> we don't talk about him enough this year. Were you surprised that the token Clemson second teamer was not our friend Gabe? I was. I was surprised. surprised. Yeah, I was surprised. Maybe um, people just... Oh, no, no, no. I think they made the right choice. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I was thinking that everybody just watched... Didn't really watch Clemson the entire year and just sort of looked at... The final box score cubelet in for results and said, "Oh, okay, yeah, let's go with this guy." I don't even know if I can pick yeah, him out of a lineup. Whoever it is, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I was, I was uh, surprised. I mean, Gabe Devo is also a great two-way player. Well, but. he was much better in conference play, and it's really the award is about your running conference play. It's not about your non-conference. No, mm-hmm. I think they made the right choice. Reed was so much more important to what they were able to do on offense, the way they could like spread the floor. I don't know, man. Like maybe you're, maybe you're thinking like cumulative season, and you're tracking back to the nice non-conference. Maybe in my head, I always run. felt like he was more important. To I what told they did. you, I, I'll tell you. I watched that Virginia Tech game like two weeks ago when Clemson played Virginia Tech, and he absolutely carried that team with like blood and sweat and tears. He won that game for him. I think he had 26 in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that performance, and he's had a few others like it. He's been ACC Player of the Week two or three times. He, he deserved it. I was happy for okay. him. He's Man, that kid's got a lot of heart. You're going to see him all over the floor in the next uh, two or three weeks. Alright, next. Tyus Battle on the second team, too. Yeah. little shout-out, personal love to where's Guthrie when you need him. Right, right. Well, whatever. And then I <laughs> would make Guthrie mad. Syracuse is terrible. Guthrie, yeah. I don't talk about teams that aren't in the tournament unless it's Boston College. <laughs> oh yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Um, but yeah, and it's then your defensive the other... player of the year is Wilkins, and then your sixth man of the year is Hunter. So UVA somehow manages to get a player in every or coach in every single category. And when you go seventeen to one, that's certainly what happens. <laughs> just to just, let you know. Just, just to let me know. Okay. Yeah. I like this topic right now. Let's go to biggest surprise of the conference this season. And are we thinking about a team or a player? I say we go team just to make it more general. Yeah, and whatever, whatever I say you, you choose like. whatever you want. Okay, yeah. Tara, you live in La La Land. Continue on. <laughs> go ahead. Just uh, oh, oh, I get to go first. Oyster. Oh, yeah. Well, I said this off air. Are you going to bring up another one of your mystery box, Taylor Pilkington Life Quest knowledge experiences right uh, now? I would love to, okay, but we don't right. have enough time for that segment right now. Uh I said this off air. My two, my first inclination was to pick both my uh, most surprising and most disappointing team as NC State because <laughs> I was so hyped up, and then they kind of disappointed halfway through the season. But um, I think you're, I think the most surprising has to be Clemson. Um, we just talked about Brownell a second ago. Really didn't think that they would be able to generate this kind of finish. And I mean, at times in the year, they looked like they were contenders to really finish second, maybe even first. I don't know. It's hard with hindsight of UVA season to say that, but they looked so dominant in some of the games and looked like they were really playing at the an elite level in the ACC, which totally unexpected going into the season. I mean, I don't, I don't know what we picked them personally. I don't know if I picked them to finish in the top six of the ACC. I probably didn't. Um, so I've been impressed by I that. Didn't. I think that's great. I did not. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think any of us did. And then my most disappointing team, uh, little. it's not fair to do Notre Dame because of the injuries, but I will say uh, I think I'm going to go with Louisville. 
Oh, there's a lot of choices in this one. I know there are. Thanks for hey, not you, taking the best one. You, there's so that many. For me, unless can, Mike takes it before me. You can throw them all out there. For me, it was. I was really high on Louisville, even with all the like Patino gone, all that kind of stuff. I still thought they had the talent. I thought, you know, I guess it makes a difference when you lose a Hall of Fame coach, but I thought Padgett could step in. They had just a great, great talent and that system. And um, I was disappointed to see them finish at 500 yeah, in the conference. What, what's interesting about system teams is that if you lose the guy that teaches you the system, the system tends to fall apart. So yeah. they're no longer a defensive juggernaut that rebounds. Right. They're just a team that gets up and down the floor and can guard in transition sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, Michael, your biggest surprise of the ACC season. And, you know, I want to say UVA, but I picked them to finish first. Yeah, you picked please, them first, I picked listen, them second. Please so. listen to episode one. Yeah, you did. Right here. Um, you know, I'd say my biggest surprise, I'll go within UVA. My biggest surprise is the elevation in Kyle Guy's game, actually. You know, I think physically he came a long way, and his creativity in terms of scoring the basketball has been, uh, you know, kind of paramount to UVA's success when they get into binds. Um, so I think that's probably my biggest surprise. I thought he would be just a corner three guy and um, you know maybe a floater guy for most of his career, but he's shown a lot more than that. I'd, I'd say that my biggest letdown, um, this is kind of tough for me, but I'll say that it's, it is actually going back to Bonzi Colson's injury. I really thought I was going to get a whole year of being able to see Matt Farrell and Bonzi Colson and Rex Fluger and everybody kind of gel together. And I think that's my biggest letdown is that I wasn't able to mm-hmm. watch all that happen. And I think you picked – Luke, uh, you picked Notre Dame to finish first in the ACC, and I think they would have had a decent shot at doing that, um, obviously, if Virginia doesn't go 17-1, and one, but I would have loved to see I, that. I don't think so. I, I in retrospect, I don't think, even if they were fully healthy, I would, I, yeah. I don't know. Gebbin, Gebbin and Gibbs for them are, or maybe they don't play as well as they're playing now if, they, if those guys are healthy, uh, Farrell and Colson, but I tell you, they got a formidable starting five. So it's anyway, going to be so interesting because that starting five is also the the only five they're going to play. Right. Like in the ACC tournament, you're going to see the same five guys play every single minute of every game for them. And one of them, Colson, you know, just came back off however many months off, weeks off. So mm-hmm. and they're going to have to win five games, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like happening. that run a couple of years ago. Whatever. When was that? That they had the big run to the championship. Yeah, with uh, Grant. Yeah, but they didn't yeah. do that from Tuesday. They I know. I, I just, it's going to be interesting because I kind of share the slight belief, like especially Bonzi Colson looked good, but he also looked com- just dead tired, like <laughs> halfway through the game. So like standing with his hands on his hips in the middle of sets, right. like while everyone was in motion around him. So I don't know. <laughs> uh, they don't have much beyond that starting five. So I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. What about you, Luke? What's your okay, biggest surprise Besides from Miami pulling out uh, a double bye from their rear end <laughs> in the final four games by a margin of, well, we've already gone over that. That would be a surprise, but it's not the surprise. I could also say runner-up on surprises, how the Virginia Tech season turned around on a dime. Mm-hmm. Still can't quite figure it out, but it did. Turned around on a dime. And then finally, I'm just going to take NC State. I mean, I know it's not a sexy answer. I was just about to say it's probably the most obvious, right? We should have picked that. Yeah, I know. I thought they were outstanding from start to finish. Didn't get blown out of a lot of games, really. Mm -hmm. And I take that seriously. And just what you consider happened to their problem. They beat Duke. They beat Carolina. Uh, Well, they split with Carolina, obviously. And, yeah, it's amazing what happens when you – 
get the Gottfried out. Okay, and then finally, uh, biggest letdown. You know, I'm generally this is where I thrive. Right, right. right. Natural teams. pessimist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At least in sports. Right. Yeah, well, you know, everybody in the media is all roses and fairies and mm-hmm. uh, lovey dovey. So we have to we have to be we have to keep it real, right? Right. Old Grinch Luke in the yeah, corner. I was gonna say just you just hate everyone. You don't like that. I that is so not true. Find something good to like. You're about so wrong team. right now. All right, give but, us your biggest letdown. Do I need to say it? Yes. Georgia Tech. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know they weren't great last year, but at least they were competitive. Mm-hmm. Getting run out of the gym. Getting yeah. run out of their own gym. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they they were young. Can't have the young excuse for this team. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could have the excuse that Pastner's our coach, and that's a handicap in itself. But yeah, I thought that Georgia Tech team, especially in the second half, was an absolute catastrophe. It was disappointing. And it Excuse started me. off badly. Twelve in the ACC you are, losses. You are Ugh. talking about your 2017 ACC Coach of the Year, sir. Well, you know, I brought that up with LeBron Law. I'm like, should anybody like ironically vote for Josh Passner again? <laughs> and uh, then, and then, then I asked if we could bribe her, and then she's like, "Why well, don't I have a ballot?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's right. You I have been AP. You ballot. don't think he's got the cloud of that?" Dude from Arizona suing him. Man, I, I've read over. some about that situation. That it's seems wild. Sticky to say the least. <laughs> Woo. Um, yeah. Can we? Can we do? You know, since we're now through the entire ACC regular season, can we kind of just touch on a few season highlights for you all and for me? Because I found one really interesting day that happened in the ACC. Can I kind of talk about it with you guys? Please for a second? take us on a journey. So you know, yeah. Let's let's let me take you on a journey. The day of infamy for the ACC. Now. Kids, you know, people driving your cars, whatever you're doing, pull over. January 27th, 2018, a day like any other, big ACC schedule on the docket, UVA traveling to Duke, NC State traveling to Chapel Hill, Florida State on its way to Miami, and Syracuse on its way to Pittsburgh. Just a little ho-hum day. UVA comes into... Cameron. I like how you dropped the hammer with Syracuse traveling to Pittsburgh. <laughs> I know. Well, I'll get the there. It, it ended up being a huge game. UVA goes <laughs> to Duke. They beat Duke. Kind of kickstarts the conversation nationally about UVA being a great team. It also, little did we know at the time, ends up winning the ACC for UVA on that day. NC State travels to UNC. Wins an overtime thrilla. Thrilla with an A. Maybe an H at the end. In Manila or in Chapel Hill, whatever rhymes with Hill. Anyways, Chapel Hill, huge, I think it's a huge natural. win for them. Oh, I like that now. That's what you're <laughs> going Ding for. dong and Chapel Hill. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. We got that. Um, you know, that's the game that puts NC State, you know, on people's bubbles. Then you get Florida State going to Miami, win- winning in overtime. But what happens is it actually has a draining effect on Florida State. They go four and five over their next nine. It ignites a Miami team who goes seven and three over that from that point on. Two teams fork in the road. They go opposite directions despite Florida State's win. And little did we know at the time we were the closest we were ever going to be to seeing Pittsburgh win a basketball game in the ACC. They lost by five to Syracuse. Oh, at we home. knew. We knew. <laughs> and this just, and I think most importantly, it speaks to how bad Syracuse is really this year, folks. Come on, don't let them in the tournament. Michael, they only beat Pittsburgh I, by five. I believe what you're doing is called revisionist history. I also <laughs> really just picked a weekend with a lot of good day, matchups. He told the tale of that day as if he was reading a children's book to a group of <laughs> second graders. 
Let, and then you t- tr- it, to try to keep him interested. Let was, me tell you about this. Well, it's, you're raising the cadence up and down. Yeah, I liked it. It was yeah, a good it, fact. You know, it's really Especially hard like to have. Especially like the pit cell, <laughs> the pit Syracuse cell. It was a big moment. Yeah, it's hard to have people interested in a day that happened two months ago. But that was the most important day in the ACC this year. And I kind of love that. Just waiting for you to say, oh, but no. Horton <laughs> did hear the who. <laughs> okay, finally. Um. Let's take a look at this bracket. Why not? Enough about the past. Let's yeah. do well, it. Oh, yeah, your ACC tournament bracket. Oh, by the way, listeners, if you're listening to this before 12 p.m. on Tuesday, um, you can print this bracket. It's on our Twitter handle. It's pinned. Um, and you can print at it. At ACCBballDGens. That's right, at ACCBballDGens. You can print it, write in your picks, and write in a final score for the championship game and – the winner of that bracket challenge will get a free degenerate T-shirt, trademark pending. Oh gosh, we, we, we I'm gonna win. make. We, we, we promise this, and there are no actual T-shirts made. So um, <laughs> no, no, no. There, there are T-shirts made. Okay. It's gonna he be said. fantastic. Okay. <laughs> so yes, please, please make sure to get your bracket entry in before noon. I might even accept them up to one PM. Tweet a picture of your bracket. I think yes, even tag us with you with it. Yeah. Even if one of the tag four a of friend us to wins, challenge them. I still think we should make the T-shirts, and it'll be almost like a Fight Club thing, since there's gonna be so well, so, so few, few people. of them printed. If you just, ever you know, see anyone out in the world wearing an ACC basketball, you can acknowledge t-shirt. them, but not with words, just right. like with a head nod. Yeah, right, a little nod. Right. Excuse. Do you do head up or head down? Not. What do you do? Down. That's, that's actually down. a great question. I'm, all, I'm up all day. Chin up. Head or like down. Paul Newman in the Sting. You know, little where recognition. You put the, yeah, the, the finger, the on, finger the nose. on the side of the nose. I love yeah, that. I sort of like that also. Maybe just a wink. Man, see, I, again, you guys are cooler than me. I don't have that like silent interaction with people where it's like eye contact, eye contact, head nod. No, I, I'm either hugging or I'm not even looking at you. I give people a head nod on the street all the time, and they look at. Did me you have thoughts like on the Grayson Allen Shashevsky hug? Oh, that was that was actually, you know, that warmed that warmed me up a little bit. I I thought that that was a really sweet moment between two people who have spent so much time together over the years, and especially one guy in Shashevsky who's spent so many years kind of defending Grayson Allen to. You know the the masses to the um, yahoos out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was actually I thought it was a really sweet moment um, for the two of them. So right, I was, I was happy Mike, for them. I, I know. I'm waiting for somebody to be like, I, I'm a salty <laughs> deep down. Um, so, anyways, ACC tournament bracket challenge. Here you we go. You don't have to read this like Doctor Seuss. We can get back to normal. Okay, oh right no, here. this this is this is me. No, I actually okay, fine. All right, so. Boston College at Georgia Tech, or Syracuse, or I'm sorry, Notre Dame at Pitt, and then Syracuse at Wake Forest. Those are your Tuesday games. Who you got of those uh, three matchups? Who you guys got? Chalk. 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 You're going Boston College over Georgia Tech, Notre Dame over Pitt, and Syracuse over Wake Forest? Yeah, because I just think the bottom three teams in the league are just atrocious. All right. Just I'm, awful. I'll agree with you, except for Wake Forest. Wake Forest is going to drub Syracuse. Okay. Whoa. Right. Game over. All right. Uh, your second round matchups, uh, considerably more interesting. Florida State at Louisville. This is Wednesday's games. Florida State at Louisville. We'll assume Boston College at NC State. Again, these are all yeah, in Brooklyn. How are we going to do this with playing games? <laughs> yeah, we're just, <laughs> how are we going to have to make it. We're assumption. just going to guess. Uh, you're, yeah. you're just going to have to choose. The what majority you want. will be who we're picking here. Um, Boston College playing NC State. Notre Dame against Virginia Tech. That'll be an excellent game. Uh, and then we'll go with, I guess, Syracuse at North Carolina. So let me bring this back home. Okay, 
we're not doing this in new bracket procedures where it's an either or advancement. You have if you're gonna go with a Tuesday play in winner, you're going with them like old school style, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Sure. I, I disagree, but sure, whatever. So you want to do either or the entire way? Sure, whatever. Yeah, so we're just going to oh, no. win. Notre Dame slash Pitt. Well, that's not a good example. I think Notre Dame's going to beat Virginia Tech. I'm I'm getting in on the hype train early. How about So you're going to have like Syracuse slash Wake Forest going to like maybe the semifinals potentially? No, I think UNC is okay, going to win. So we don't really have this problem after all. Because no. we're not even going to do a slash next to Notre Dame pit. We're just going to say Notre Dame right no. now. Oh, yeah, you have it. to pick the person that you picked, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I, sorry, I misunderstood what you were saying. All right, Florida State and Louisville. Who you got? Louisville. Ooh. I still believe. Really? Obviously. Yeah. Some people can't shake it. <laughs> yeah, I swear, it's like hepatitis C for you. Ugh. <laughs> 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 Is that the one that Pamela Anderson has? I don't know. I think Steven Tyler also has. It. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm going Louisville. Tough. Going Louisville too? And no I say way. That with an exhale, so not a confident. I, it's pretty easy for me to pick this one. All right. Yeah, I guess I'll go with Louisville too. <sighs> Damn it. All right. Boston <laughs> College. What is Florida? That what I was going to pick Florida State. What has Florida State shown you? Everybody hates Florida State. I right said Florida now. State season ended two weeks ago. Remember that take? I do. Remember Even though that. they're going to make the tournament. They're the same team. The description that you gave of Louisville earlier, the after from the before and after picture of Louisville, right. is like a perfect description of Florida State as well. Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, it's a, right. it's a slightly worse, sometimes better, maybe version of the same team. Yeah. Notre Dame, Virginia Tech. More shooting. Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, I think probably the most entertaining uh, game it's in this tournament. Excellent it's Wednesday awesome. game. Yeah. It's going to be an Fantastic awesome Wednesday great. game. Uh, I'm going. And it's in prime time. It's second session, evening session, baby. Ooh, 7 Don't forget PM. about that. Ooh, get your popcorn ready. I'm going with Virginia Tech here. Uh, I know that everybody's going to be cheering for Notre Dame. I think they're one of the best teams uh, in the half court offensive sets. I think you saw it against Virginia. But I think Virginia Tech's too much here. They're going to run them up and down the floor. I like Ro- I like the Robinson versus Farrell matchup for Virginia Tech. I think Bibbs is too much from three. I, I like Virginia Tech here. You're probably like right, and I see that happening. Especially like I can see Notre Dame jumping out to an early lead, and then Virginia Tech just eat them up in the second half. But I'm my heart says Notre Dame. I'm gonna stick with Notre Dame. Another XL right there. <laughs> just think imagine. Back to, think just back imagine. to the South Bend game. Yeah, think about Chris Clark much, on Colson. It felt like Virginia Tech was clearly better, but this was when it was the Gibbs show for Notre Dame. So pretty much, hey, Gibbs, take the ball and bail us out on offense, even though Mike Bray's, you know, the, the offensive wizard, as we call him. But he was pretty much playing with Gebbin and Gibbs and Fluger. I don't know what's happening. Not a Fluger terrible game player, honestly. Sort of, Fluger's usage rate yeah, has it's gone way down. down, like, below where his freshman year was, He's, right? Am I crazy? I mean, this is just eye test. I don't have no He hasn't back. finished really – he hasn't finished the season that – that amazing. Yeah, well, he's been hurt. I like too. his yeah. demeanor out there. I will say that. I, I like his demeanor on the court. His, yeah, he's a glue guy. Yeah, he's a glue guy. With that said, I'm going to go Notre Dame. I just, I mean, they hung around when it was Gibbs ISO versus Virginia Tech. I know they were playing at home. They hung around and kept it to within two possessions almost the end. Well, in the second half, they got back to two possessions, maybe one at the end. So I'm going to go to Notre Dame. I don't feel good about any of these, but. All right. All right. Fine. And then Boston College uh, against NC State. I assume everybody here likes NC State, or are you going for the Boston College upset? I think Georgia Tech's going to beat Boston College, but then I think NC State's going to win. Okay. Luke, what do you think? What do you like here? Jerome Robinson running the floor. Kai Bowman doing his thing. Markel Johnson, Torn Dorn. Omar Yurt7. 
These all are the, the players in the, the game. All the superstars. <laughs> everybody out there running, just running nonstop. What happened in this regular season game? Just remind me. Just pick NC State so we can move on. just watch this. I, I think that Boston College won at home, right? It's been a while since I, I watched so. it. You but. want me to pick NC State so you can go Boston College. I know you do. I can see it in your eyes. You're almost like... You're kind of whoa, whoa, that laugh. Tossed a little lure in front of me saying, Hey, Omar, you're at seven. Yeah, Freeman playing really well. Fine, I'll do it. I'll take NC State. Go for it. Just to, to open right. up the floodgates for you. I'm so and glad you said that because this is going to be a surprise to everyone. I like Boston College. Oh, <laughs> what do you know? NC State's already at the tournament. They can rest another week or another couple days. Give me the Jerome Robinsons for a hundred plays. I'm How done. many NC State fans show up to this game? Uh, they they will not really have a presence in uh, in Brooklyn. I, oh, I think you <laughs> underestimate the loonies down there, in a good way. Loonies, just like uh, I will, uh, you know, take out Travel, a mortgage right, payment yeah. and and try to get to Brooklyn, you know, right. for this tournament. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I, I don't know. I don't see. It, you but... can get to Raleigh on the Amtrak. And what if NC State starts a run at the ACC tournament? Maybe people who expected to go back to work at the tail end of the week might just quit their jobs and stay up there. I could see Wolfpack fans doing that. Yeah. You're talking me into an NC State run here. Yeah. I mean, it might be out there. Okay. Next game. We're we're on the the quarters. Quarters, yeah. Are we? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, you got North Carolina beating whatever dead body shows up to play them. But, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then then you'll finally get the first games for the double bye, which will be, uh, you know, you'll have Virginia uh, playing, you'll have Clemson playing, you'll have Miami playing. So we all have, have Virginia Duke. versus the, Louisville part three. Part part tres. I was going to say part deux, but I don't What's three in French? Part tres? Trois. Trois? Well, that's, I'm not picking oh, against. Oh, Menage! I got you. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. I'm not um, picking against Virginia until at least the title game. Maybe. Yeah. So I'll take Virginia. You can take. Can take we just Louisville. pencil take them Virginia in over Louisville? Yeah, team. I'll take Virginia. Okay. Um, so Clemson against, we'll say NC State. Who do you like? Who do you like in that matchup? I'm taking the Wolfpack. I'm riding them. I talked myself into it. All right. I like Clemson. I like Clemson to get through, no matter who they face, BC or NC State. See, this is where it becomes advantageous to take the double buy team, right? If we're trying to actually win yeah, this. Of course. But we're not always trying to do that. We're trying to get it perfect. Yeah, well, so. we're, we're all going to fill out our own brackets individually and tweet out our own pictures. And you're going to change every pick, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, I really need to win this so I don't have to make those t shirts. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. T shirts are made. They'll be in the mail. Can't wait to mail them to you guys. Um, loyal listeners, I tell you, loyal. Um, but yeah, so I, I, yeah, I like Clemson here. I actually like them to make a run here uh, you'll be surprised at my next pick in that mm-hmm. um, but anyways uh okay. yeah so give me clemson i like him too much marquise reed too much gabe devoe great matchup for nc state i think they can defend i think they can keep markel i think i really like elijah thomas down low against year seven uh you know he's your second place finisher for all defensive player of the year in the acc i, I like the matchup across the board for clemson there wolfpack do well on the road reds give me nc state especially in the acc team okay Going down low to, uh, for me, it's going to be Notre Dame Duke. You have Virginia Tech Duke. Yes, I have and Virginia then Tech. And Taylor, Taylor and I have like the exact same bracket. Mm, scary. Mm. Is that good or bad? Have you picked every game. That, does that mean we're right on oh, all of them or no. wrong on all of them? This is no. a bad sign. It is a bad sign. I agree. I is anybody going to pick against Duke in this game? Did you take Wake? Uh, 
I don't remember. <laughs> he abstained, I think. Um, I took right, the watery corpse in the Gowanus Canal washing up of Wake Forest. Yeah. Right, so you either got Duke, Notre Dame, or Duke, Virginia Tech. Do you like either team against Duke here at their first game in Brooklyn? No. No. And you got to know, folks, I mean, those, uh, those Duke fans, they show up in New York. I don't know if they know how to get to Brooklyn, but they used to know how to get to Madison Square Cabs Garden. Cabs are here. You yeah. know, they'll, they'll get there. <laughs> they'll get don't there. Don't you worry. They'll, they'll come over from... Uh... People show up for the Blue Devils, man, especially in New York. I, I've seen it where in other places they don't, but really, really happens in New York. So Yeah, I'd like to be like a late-night reporter. You know, you know, going on the street, whether that's like a beat, jaywalking beat or guy you know, like Conan, just you know, walking coat. around and do that... To a Duke game in the ACC tournament and, and ask every fan who I see in blue, what's your affiliation with the school? So, yeah. So, did you go to Duke? Did you attend? And just see what kind of answers I get. I, think I, that'd be a great I have drill. a friend from New York uh, when I lived there who his family is from New York. He grew up in New York, in New York City. He did not attend college at Duke, and yet he is a huge Duke fan, and I have no clue why. Yeah. Happens think, all the time. That's what I'm saying. I think it's the blue devil, you know, or something like kind of avant-garde about having a devil as your max guy. What and kind I, of I like excuses to, do you think you'll get? What them? kind of backpedaling as far as people try to spin the tale of how they're connected to Duke? Well, I, you know, my cousin, you know, when I was young. I think his thing is really just like. I had a hat, and I saw the hat. I think his thing is just like. They were good when it was formative for me to like good teams, and so I've always liked them. Look, I mean, how could you be like a cool kid and identify more with Shane Battier's crinkly head instead of like Vince Carter and Antoine Jameson? A lot of the kids like Jay Williams. I'm sorry, man. I almost oh, Jay got sucked in as sick. well. And yeah, then uh, my father beat me with an iron rod and said, how dare you? Okay. Um, <laughs> that's so anyways, parenting. So everybody here taking the Blue Devils? Yeah. All right. Well, I say if, if Notre Dame's there instead of Virginia Tech for some reason, I'll take Notre Dame there. At that point, there's too much for them to play you have for. Virginia Tech, though. No, I, I still think Virginia Tech will beat Notre Dame. But if for some reason they get through, we've got to hedge, you're hedge all Oregon. these predictions. You're doing a you're doing a slash. So I thought no, we said no, no, no. slash. Well, if, if you're gonna write it down for me, then put me for Duke. But I I tell you, they got a shot. These these Fighting Irishmen. Should they we do? just do this either or? No, no, no. No, no, no I don't want to throw you off. We're almost done. This all is right. awful. Miami not against good. North Carolina. Who you got? Everybody hates Miami. Come you know on, just exactly, North Carolina. You exactly who I'm going to pick. You're going to pick North Carolina. Of course. You're going to take your captain, Joel Berry. Yeah. Embarrassing I'll Jaquan Newton or Chris Likes, whoever's on UNC. It. Jaquan Newton I'm not taking... briefly reminded us that he exists. He's oh. here still. I take it fridge fry head over Joel Berry. Come on, get out of here. <laughs> Speaking of hair. Um, is that bit, Lonnie Walker as French fry head? Yeah, a little I bit. I think th- he looks like a piece of well, coral. Well, I love Which I think is nice for Of course Miami. you would. I love the hair. Yeah. You would. It's fantastic. First of all, your hair looks ridiculous right now. <laughs> Second of all, I like the Lonnie Walker comparison for Mike, and I'm really upset that Chris Clark went away from the Pan's Labyrinth hairstyle. Oh, yeah, the two pigtails. Yeah, yeah especially with Shape of, of Water winning last night. I know. Everybody's all high oh, on Guillermo del Toro. Chris Clark. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. The princess. <laughs> That's all I think about. So uh, he's back to normal. <laughs> Is this your Guillermo del Toro talking about? <laughs> you never yeah. saw that movie? Yeah, that was the guy. I never that saw that. That was back when I movies. Yeah, yeah. but uh, the guy no. was, I get the reference. Oh, he's, he's like kind of walking up and down the staircase, kind of like, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Great odds you could have gotten last night on Shape of Water winning, by the way. Three billboards was the heavy favorite at minus 130. Everybody knew that was a sucker's bet, if you were into that thing. I'm surprised that places even take bets on that because 
I have heard people on the Vegas Sports and Information Network, some of our good friends there, Greg Peterson, I have heard people describe things like that, like the Oscars, whatever, as something that they specifically do not take action on because somewhere in a room, somebody knows already before it happens mm-hmm. from the public. And that's and in Vegas, there's no chance that that is not factored into the odds. Like it's yeah. somebody knows, people know, so there's no chance that like the house doesn't know. So they don't take action on it. Or somebody doesn't know, you know? Yeah, yeah. I hear you. But they do. They do take odds so- on it. Westgate was taking them in uh, South Point. Anyways, just a little side note. Good. Um, but yeah, I also like UNC here. Always talking take about, the fish sex movie. Talking about, the, yeah, talking about things that people know in a room. Somebody in a room knows that UNC is going to drub Miami here. They're not They're not going to forget what happened to them. Revenge game for UNC. Get yes. them on through. Okay. And Taylor, we're in agreement on that one. Amazing. So that sets up for your Duke-UNC part, tr- what was it? Trois. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of part trois, we got over... Uh, Virginia, Louisville. I have Virginia, NC State as my matchup in the semis, and I think it's going to be a close game. I think NC State's going to have a lead. I think Virginia's going to have to come behind from behind, and I think they end up winning by like six. Ooh. So Virginia in the title game. Very specific narrative. I know that's not fun and I know hot takey, but I want to find some way to do it. But I'm yeah. All right, what do you It's got? all about winning. What do you got, Whenever Taylor? brackets show up, it's all about just winning at this point, guys. Whether that spreads or our little ACC tournament challenge, I'm taking Virginia. Yeah, I'm going to take... Um, you want to. I know you do. I think you're going to see uh, UVA... We're not breaking down hypothetical matchups no, 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 here. No, I'm, in, I'm in about the to take the finals. It's too far. I think you're going to say UVA and Duke in the championship game. Okay. I've got You're one and two I've got Virginia, so North chunky. Carolina. I think that Clemson's defense goes toe to toe with UVA. I think the UVA has a hard time keeping Clemson in check from three. I like Clemson to upset UVA in the ACC fi- semifinal. I have a Duke Clemson championship game, and I have Duke winning it all. Okay. Taylor has Duke Virginia. I have Virginia, North Carolina. Taylor, who was your champion? I think Duke beats Virginia. Okay, I'll take Virginia to be contrarian. Okay. All right. And also, I just think it's the year. Everything's yeah, the happening. never one. Yeah. It's the year. It's all happening. Yeah, it's all happening. What could go wrong? Oh, wait. I think, yeah. <laughs> Virginia fans, what could go wrong? Well, I think. I think the, like, what Mike described earlier in the podcast and what you talked about too, Luke, like, Virginia's defense has slipped a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think just in the back half of the season, they felt a little tenuous, a little less in control of games than they did the first half of the conference right. season. And it gives me pause. I think it's it could be ripe for an upset in one of these first two games here. Yeah, and I, my- I tell you, I've actually heard several people um, already uh, today that were like, oh, man, can't believe Michigan State lost in the in the Big Ten tournament. That means they're not going to be a number one seed. And that means they, be a number one they, seed. they might be in UVA's bracket. No, they're, they're not. Oh, they're I don't the know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I just say, I think UVA has a few too many demons out there. I think they're already looking ahead to the NCAA tournament. I think they're due for a slip in the well, ACC Well, they also tournament. said Kyle Guy has a sprained MCL, right? Still practicing, but it's a sprained MCL is yeah. kind of... I think Virginia fans are more worried about Florida being a four seed. Mm-hmm. Because that's in play. Yeah. I didn't think it was until earlier. They should be. Chris Gioza is playing on another level. Okay, here's my Virginia take, okay? You ready for it? The team had their bye after Miami. 
I feel like the last four games, even though they're all wins, they've sort of just been waiting around for March. Mm-hmm. That's my mm-hmm. sense of the team. After that bye, they already had the league one, had the one seed. Well, I mean, they would have had to have won one of their last four. But I just feel like they were just waiting for Barch, and I think you're going to see another gear. All right, we'll see. I don't know. With Kyle Guy hampered a little bit, I definitely don't think another gear is coming. But but we'll anyways, see. I wish them the best. They've had a great year, regardless of what happens. <laughs> I wish them the best, regardless of what happens. That's fantastic. You wow. better watch yourself. Barbara's going to come get you. <laughs> I know. I know. I can feel her. She, I feel like a hot breath on the back of my neck. And I worry that she, she's going to she's gonna pretend to tweet at me an ACC tournament bracket, and it's just going to be a middle finger from her from wherever she is. I'm excited for this. Rapid fire mystery segment. Of course, this was not in the notes. I didn't put it in the notes because I just Perfect. thought about it 10 seconds ago. So. Okay. Outside of the ACC Conference champions, let's go Big 12. Thoughts on the Big 12 tournament? Is it a complete hodgepodge, cornucopia mess of a tournament, or do you think there's actually some order? Oh, I I think there's actually quite a bit of order there. I mean, I think there are some teams that are playing very well, and I think there are some that are playing very poorly. I think you have teams like Texas, Baylor, and Kansas that I think can all make a run there. I think you have teams like West Virginia and Oklahoma in particular, Oklahoma State even to a lesser degree, um, who are not playing well. The real X factors there are TCU and Kansas State. TCU is really on a hot streak, playing excellent defense. Um, and plus, Will Wade over there for Kansas State, um, he, he just he, he's one of the coolest, you know, kind of Dirk Nowitzki-esque players in, in college basketball. you got to check him out. So anyways, uh, to answer your question, I'm uh, interested to see everywhere. neutral court Big 12 action. Yeah. Because everybody sucked on the road this year in the Big 12. Give or take. Mm-hmm. Agreed? Except for yeah. Kansas State. I mean, it's very much like a lot of really good teams. Kansas State lost at home, yeah. They get a bump on the road, yeah. I mean, get a bump at home, yeah. Yeah. So. Mm, Give me know. Kansas just to be the favorite. I'll take a West Virginia as my title winner. Right. Is nobody going to take Texas Tech? They stopped the slide. They beat TCU no, at the end Mike of the season. Keenan Evans has whatever. Like a t- he pretty much has turf toe. It's a pain threshold injury. He's not going to be able to pivot around. I like. I actually like TCU to make the championship game against Kansas, but you can't stop that train, baby. Kansas keeps on rolling. Do we care about the SEC tournament? Oh, sure. Yeah, of course. Why don't we? All right. Okay. Why don't we? No, I mean, I, don't I know you have. I'm you, not gonna. I'm not gonna watch very much SEC. You have four or five SEC uh, tournament teams in there yeah, for the NCAA great. tournament. Um, the team to keep your eye on though is Arkansas, right? I mean. Arkansas, to me at least, is one of the hottest teams in the country. They have a dynamic three guards and probably one of the most interesting big men. Uh, by interesting, I mean dominant face-melting big men <laughs> in, uh, in Gafford. Um, so I, I'm excited to see him play. Um, Kentucky's also been very hot recently. Everybody talking about the recent lineup changes they made to finally get going. Um, I think Tennessee is one of the most overrated teams in the country. Um, Admiral Schofield, for all of his... Uh, all that he brings to the table, I don't think he he's a guy that can be relied on to consistently win games in March, and I don't think they have good enough guard play. Um, I'd like them to get knocked out by, you know, an Arkansas or a Florida in the tournament. So yeah, um, and obviously Auburn's floundering right now. So yeah, I don't know. I'll be well, interested to see what Arkansas well, and Florida, yeah, Florida finish. Pull up how the draw. <clears throat> I've got it right out here. really quick. Tell me how it works out. Auburn is your the I'm double buys are Auburn, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Florida. And uh, Auburn probably playing will play the winner of Alabama, Texas A and M. Kentucky's probably going to get Missouri. Tennessee's probably they're going to get Mississippi State or LSU. 
and then Florida will probably get Arkansas. That's tough. Yeah. Florida, Arkansas is tough for each of those teams. I, I even think UK could have trouble with Missouri. They've uh, Missouri. Maybe yeah. they should just pick Auburn Ugh. and be wrong immediately, and I can I can not witness any more of the tournament. Actually, I take that back. It's sort of like how Florida's playing right now. Yeah, yeah Florida's playing really well right now. Um, I think that bottom half of the bracket right there, Tennessee, Florida. I, I think you're going to see one of those two teams most dangerous. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I know the teams I don't like, and then there are teams that I really want to see kind of do well, but not too well so that their odds get pushed in Vegas too high. Actually, Who would you like to see not do well so that you can bet them in the I w- I wanna NCAA see, tournament? I really want to see Arkansas lose that game to Florida. I think okay. it gives Florida the confidence they need. I, to be a threat in y- the big dance? Yeah, exactly, and let them kind of move on, but let Arkansas remain a nine seed as opposed to like the six seed where they are right now. I really want an Arkansas 8-9 game. I don't care who the 8 is. I would love it if it was like Creighton or someone. Right. And they are just going to blow the doors off. Uh, enough of the really? Four, enough of the foreplay. Okay, it's All time right. to talk Ooh, about the Big man. East tournament. Glad okay. you said foreplay. That is how it feels to me. It's right. the Big East tournaments. Okay. Second only perhaps to the ACCT. Maybe even on par since the ACCT is in Brooklyn, which I think is one of the worst decisions ever made by Swafford. Um He'll be retiring in 2020. Uh, he'll have his <laughs> get that money. swan song in Greensboro. I, I might be there to witness it on hand, and I might give a round of applause for different reasons. <laughs> okay, Big East tournament, fascinating. Yeah, important to note that Taylor, I don't think, knows who actually won the Big East regular season. He doesn't know. No. <laughs> oh, he did. Oh, he's giving it, it to me, the Good Big job. X. Good for Good you. Good job, Taylor. Proud of you. <laughs> You I don't care a, about basketball outside of the ACC. Father. You're a good father. You know? That's right. Mike's a bad father. That's why he knows these things. Yes, that's right. Georgetown St. John's, the rematch of Degenerate Day, where no. <laughs> the two of you just went ballistic. Uh, I've never seen you more sure of anything in your life than watching 10 seconds of a basketball game. It goes to overtime and immediately take it aside in cohesion. Right. Well... See, both Taylor and I knew that St. John's is one of the most yeah. dangerous teams in America. Of course. Jamori Pond might be your best player in the country right now, but he's a little banged <laughs> up. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think he's going to play again for the rest of the year. So, without him, you got to take Georgetown. Ewing's done is a great job. Is he not playing, really? Yeah. Yeah, he's Oh, right. man. Um, Are you sure? Yeah. Um, Ewing, Ewing's done a great job with Georgetown, but, you know, I don't think he can take this St. John team. The dream is over. Um you know, for the Big East, though, very interesting conference tournament. Um, I, I'm looking for to see what you can really expect out of Seton Hall and Providence in particular. These are two teams that are going to get into the big dance. Seton Hall is the monkey wrench. Seton Hall is. They're yeah. a big monkey wrench, not only in this tournament, but I think in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, they're they're that classic senior-led team, dangerous guards, Angel Delgado down low. Yeah, a they're team, just going to beat the crap out of you. Yeah, a team that knows its role in its classic Big East. So I'll be interested to see what they can do. Um, and will Villanova right the ship in do a you, tough, tough Big East and uh, come out victorious here? Don't do fall for Butler th- in this tournament. That's my number one don't take. Don't what? Don't fall for Butler. Do tournament. either of you think that the championship game will be anything other than Xavier Villanova? Because hmm. I don't. Maybe. I think it's out there. I mean, I'm sure it's out there, but like seriously. No, I, I, think I can't. I Xavier can't Villanova it. are a lot stronger as one and two seeds than I feel like Virginia and Duke are. Yeah. Even I Virginia, agree. I mean, in the ACC tournament. I would agree. People. I can see Creighton beating uh, Xavier. I can see that. Yep. You can see anybody beating, you know, anybody. I just. Yeah, people really. Xavier's like the way margin Creighton's of victory playing. has not been outstanding. Yeah, this they year. they feel a little like shaky, but mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I, Villanova's winning this tournament. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be a Villanova Xavier final if you're if you're asking me. Fair enough. Yep. Great, great basketball though. I mean, look. Yeah. Oh yeah. Look, guys, you. We are only six days away from Selection Sunday. We're going to tape on Selection Sunday, right? Uh, it might up? have to be Monday because I'm going to be or like answer your phone. I'm going to be sweating. I'm going to be so excited. On You're going to show up Sunday. for the pizza party. Oh yeah, this year. Oh, okay, yeah. good. I'll be well. We're gonna be here on Monday. We'll record next Monday after all the games are done and Selection Sunday's out. Plus, that'll give me time. We can, to we're look not watching together. Oh. Uh, well, we can Periscope. <laughs> <laughs> we can Periscope right, and fine. watch each other. Maybe I'll just do a live feed of me in my basement uh, next to a fire watching Selection Sunday. Yeah, maybe we could all just watch individually. Guthrie in his room. Right. You down in the basement imitating him. Um, me and I don't know me here Taylor I don't know where where do you watch where's your palace the living room okay <laughs> yeah we can do that right Taylor's like a hurricane the world the easy eye and everything uh, just rotates uh, around him <sighs> Taylor no comeback to that I was hoping you would exp- uh, never mind You're for so- the hurricane or <laughs> for the living room are you off tonight you've been off all podcasts hey we're brought to you by Three Notch Brewery named after. Innovating characters running through a colonial era trail in Close. central Virginia. Yeah. You can check out their tap rooms in Charlottesville, Richmond, and Harrisonburg, Virginia. We don't have anything on hand tonight, so we can't give you tasting notes. But if you want to contact us, you can tweet at us at ACCBballDGens, or you can email the podcast. Same address, ACCBballDGens at gmail.com. Send us your bracket picks, send us your ACC tourney picks. Force us to make a t-shirt <laughs> and award it to you. Yeah, interact with Mike Jaffe, Vegas Mike, before he goes into hibernation, which is going to be four weeks from today. Yeah, T-minus four weeks. You won't hear from me again for another you know, nine and a half months. So. We'll wake Rip Van Winkle <laughs> up in November. Yeah, let's get it in while we can, baby.